Hey guys, um, so today I'm really excited. We've got our first guest, my first, very first interview um, with James Smith. James is from Eastbourne in England. Um, he was a soccer player, football player growing up. And at the age of eight, he uh, signed for an academy called Brighton. He was there until he was 19 years old, uh, where he then got released and decided to continue his studies and also career in America. Um, James was also part of teams that made national uh, tournaments, was part of winning cultures, winning environments, uh, and then basically transferred to a Division I school in Tennessee. Got some experience there. <clears throat> After he graduated, uh, James also went on to do a bit of coaching and then has now uh, went on to own two businesses with smoothie shops in North Carolina. So quite the journey. Uh, I'm really excited to sort of dive in and, and sort of learn more about his mindset throughout. Um, and so thank you very much for being with us, James. Sam, how's it going? I appreciate you having me on, especially as your first guest on your uh, your brand new podcast. So uh, I'm excited to be here. Thanks thanks for the invite. Yeah, of course, of course. No, it's uh, it's always exciting. And, um, and just from what I know with you, uh, obviously, just to let our audience know, you used to actually coach me as well. I was... Uh, I was a player at, at Division Two school, and I uh, was very fortunate to have you coaching me. And even then, I could I could tell um, you had a very different mindset to a lot of other people. But um, you know, let's let's dive straight in into that. And uh, in terms of staying in the college theme, how was your experiences uh, in America? Uh, you know, I've been in America now for ten years, and um, it's been you know absolutely incredible. Right? It was you know growing up in England, like like many many boys and, and girls now growing up in England, it's, it's a, a dream to be a professional footballer, right? So, you know, when, when I sort of had to change my direction a little bit and I, and I came out to the States, um, I was, it was great, right? Because I had new challenges. I was able to meet new people, completely different culture. It forced me to adapt. It forced me to change. Um, and so, you know, over, over the 10 years I've been here, um, six of those years have been, uh, in, in university playing and then obviously coaching as well in the college game um, has been absolutely you know incredible I'm so fortunate and grateful to been able to, to to have that journey and I know you know you've done a similar thing uh, I'm sure a lot of your listeners are going through something similar or they've been through something similar playing in the college game while studying at the same time so it's been a it's been a great journey and um, just getting started really yeah of course and and so basically I want to touch on um you know, when you first came out to America, the reason why you did, and, you know, you're at uh, Brighton uh, Academy, which was a, a very good academy back in England, a very good level for, for soccer. And you were there for a very long time. I mean, to, to be there from eight years old to, to 19, that's a huge amount of your time and your learning. And, and so to suddenly be released, I believe, you know, how did you take that? How was that feeling? And, um, you know, it must have been very tough, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. It, it was probably one of the, the most difficult things to, to go through because, like you said, I was, I was there since the age of eight. So, you know, I went through 11 years there where I saw a lot of people come in. I saw a lot of people leave. And, um, and I was there for the, that whole time, that whole journey. And I, I grew up around amazing people. And like you said, it's a, it's a great club. It's a, Brighton is a, it's an amazing club. You know, when I was there, it was floating between the the championship um, and league one. And that, when I was younger, it was, it was called just division one and division two. I think, I think that's what it was. Right. So it was always in the second and third tier. That's where the club was, but the, the, they were very known, very, very well known for bringing through youth, youth players right into the, into the first team. Cause there wasn't much money available. Not like there is now. So it was a lot about, there's a loads on the youth team, the, the, the development in the youth team and, and, you know, the way we were taught to play was just amazing. And I was so fortunate to be around coaches that, you know, really not, not just implemented um, the way to play the game, but also hard work. And I was taught that from a very, very young age. I was taught that hard work is what gets you places. You know, talent can get you so far, but it's the hard work that really gets you to the next level. Um, so I was, I was conditioned and groomed into whatever I do, I work hard. And I'm so grateful for that now because it's, 
it's implemented in all areas of my life, right? So, you know, being there eight years old and growing up in, in an environment, a very, very competitive environment, you know, if you've been in that, in those, 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 those setups and youth, youth teams and that kind of thing growing up, you, you'll know how, how competitive it is. And, and I was taught from a very young age that there's no friends in football, right? There's no friends in football. There's only acquaintances. Yes, it's a team game, but at the end of the day, you're, you know, you're fighting against that teammate for that contract at the end of it. And it's a crazy percentage of players that actually make it, right? Um, you know, very, very small percentage of players that make it. So it's very competitive, but, you know, it, it, it developed me into a, a footballer, um, into a leader as well, because like I said, I was there from eight and I saw a lot of people come in and I saw a lot of people go. So during that time, I was one of the longest standing players that had been there um, up until 19. And then, you know, I left high school at 16, went straight into as an apprenticeship, as a scholar, as a, for two years, which is probably the uh, two best years of my life, being able to be around, um, you know, a group of lads, it's good banter and you get to play football every day. You're not, you know, you're, you're making peanuts. You're getting paid like 60 pound a week, but it literally doesn't matter. You know, it's a lot of fun and you're, you, you're doing back then. We had to do like a lot of jobs, right? So you had to make sure you sweep the locker rooms and uh, clean the boots, uh, do laundry, you know, all that, those kind of things. I don't, I don't believe young players do that these days. And I think it's a, a real shame because again, it developed that, that culture and, the you, you haven't made it right you have not made it you know you're you're still at the bottom and you're you're, you're doing these these jobs right so um it developed a really good you know really good uh mindset as well because it's not just about it wasn't just about football it's about everything else you're doing off the field and those two years were great playing in the fa youth cup uh being around just amazing players as well which is which is always great you can't you, know, you would, i think we'll talk about that later on when you're surrounded by um really good players it, it ups your game right and then you know I was offered a professional contract at 18 and I was there for a year and then it just didn't work out you know I, I don't hold grudges or anything like that it just it, at, at the time it was it was horrible it was the worst thing you know to be there since you're eight years old and then at the end of the season you're told you're getting released and that's it it's like well, where, where's that last 11 years ago so it was tough really tough to take but now I look back at things and you know I think you asked me the other day about like what's your biggest challenge and obstacle and uh, you know, I look at challenges and hard parts, but it's almost like everything now is just, a, I take everything as a learning opportunity. Um, so I, I always want to move on to what's next. And I did that, you know, when I got released, I was, I went for trials. Um, but really, I, I used to frustrate me, right? I went to trials and I got really good feedback regarding me as a player, but um, whether or not I was, I was too small or whatever it was, just, did, just didn't work out. Right? Yeah. And again, don't hold any grudges. Football is about opinions at the end of the day. Like, it's all about opinions. You can go to one coach, they love you. You go to another coach, <laughs> not interested. You see it everywhere, right? So, and then my name got about in America and I started talking to, to coaches in America and, you know, um, loads of people helping me to get out here. And then, you know, one coach was on the phone and sold me the opportunity. And, and I ended up in a tiny town in the mountains in, called Banner Elk in, in North Carolina. And uh, it was just incredible. Yeah. Right? I loved it. Great time. Um, so again, it, it was very different, though. Very different. Yeah. So, so can you can you touch on? You know, you said it was one of the hardest things to take when you when you found out. You know that you, you wasn't going to stay. Like, can you go into that a little bit deeper? Like, how what were your immediate thoughts? What were your immediate reactions? And then, did it take time to get over that? Or, you know, how how, how did you really dive into that a little bit more? Yeah, so you know, of course, it was it was upsetting. Um, there were tears, of course. You know, yeah. like I say, it was very tough to take. Very tough. It was, you know, you had that sickness feeling. I almost felt it was coming. This is my not well. Okay, I would say it's a regret because one thing I would do differently if I went back was I'd be I'd be more out there in regarding asking where do I stand on things. Am I getting a new contract? You know, where do you see me? Just be open, be honest. Like, where do you sit? And I didn't do that. I was almost just like waiting for it to come. And at the yeah. end of the day, this, this new contract never came. So, you know, when I got that release, it was almost like I, I was sort of surprised, but I also wasn't because also I've been there for a long time. I felt like I deserved something, but, you know, it, it, just, it just wasn't it, right? So, but immediately, you know, immediately that day I got told and I went straight to the youth team office and I said, okay, what do I do now? And, you know, they were on the phone talking to clubs and talking to people and giving me trials and giving me to exit. I actually missed the exit trials because I got told so late. I missed my region exit trials because I got told about it too late. So I had to travel to, um, I can't remember where it was. I think it wasn't up north, somewhere up north, I think, to do an exit trial. And that's actually how I 
got heard about in America. There were some scouts from America there. So that's how yeah. Because I mean, a lot a lot of people, you know, um, when they when they get released or if they don't get that professional contract, you know, a lot of people will actually give up on the sport completely as well, right? Um, but you you were there continuing. You wanted to can carry on, and you were you were searching for that next opportunity. Yeah, and I knew that couldn't have been it. I knew that wasn't it. Whether it meant I was going to be dropping down a level, maybe it meant I was going to go and play in a different country. I knew that wasn't it. And even to this day, I know I've not stopped playing, right? I still I still have that belief that I can play at a semi-pro level or, or something in the summer league, right? Um, so it was, all, it was always, okay, that's happened. Yes, I was disappointed, but I was like, okay, that's happened. What's next? What do we do now? That was the problem. What's the solution? Where do we go from it now? What? What, what environment do I need to put myself in to make sure I get the best out of this? And, um, and by doing so, again, it's putting yourself in front of coaches in trials, exit trials, uh, you know, speaking to coaches and, and, and putting yourself in environments where it's not comfortable. Let's be honest, when you go to a trial, it's not comfortable because everyone's there for themselves. It's not, you know, it's not friendly. It's very selfish. It's competitive. But those uncomfortable moments are what make you grow and what make you develop to the next level. So... Um, yes, it was, a, it was very much disappointment. There were tears, but immediately it was what's next. And um, as I've grown over the years, having that victim mentality is, is just that, that, that's torture to yourself. Having that victim, that, you know, that, oh, poor me, you know, why does it have to happen to me? Always happens to me, this, this, that, and everything. You know, so that victim mentality is so dangerous, in my opinion. It's, it's always now, what's next? What do we do next? What's the solution? instead of you know, bitching yeah. what what can people do to get over that set new goals immediately set new goals right think of what's next think of it as a learning opportunity like i said before you know it's it's one of those things as well right you know you know it was like about it was like a late relationship ending yeah right? <laughs> all right that's exactly what it's like you've been in an 11 year relationship and all of a sudden you're just told that ah, stopped it for a day it's just, that's what it's like so again you play that victim mentality or you say, okay, you know what? I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna cry that it's finished. I'm gonna just smile that it happened in the first place because I won't, I don't take any of that back apart from the, the bit where I say I wish I was a bit more out there yeah. and find out a bit more. But you know, it, it's, it's a learning opportunity. It's what can I take out of this now, all right, to move on to the next level. So what new goals do I now need to set? So that's something I would really recommend to people if they're going through tough times and or they, they've had setbacks is just what's the next goal that I can set and what timeline can put on it and who do I need to be around to help me get there? It's, hard, it's very hard to do sometimes, isn't it? And I, I feel like I can definitely relate to uh, the relationship parts and I think everyone can, um, you know, and, and try and when, we, when you look back on a relationship, really pulling out all the positives and pulling out all the, the great things and what you learn again and that you can carry on into your next one. Um, it is very difficult and I think it does just take time, doesn't it? And it, it really... Um, you really have to focus on your own mindset and your own thoughts, uh, which just sounds very simple, right? But it's not. Um, and, and I think it can take time to do. Um, but no, that, that's it great. It does take time, Sam, but, you know, it, it, it doesn't happen by crossing your fingers. Yeah. Right? It happens by doing action. Okay, so things, things don't get better by chance. They get better by change. So if you want things to get better, if you want, you want to change or you've got to adjust and get better at something, you've got to change something. So you can't just sit there twiddling your thumbs. It's that action you've got to go through, right? Um, and, and having that belief. But you're right. It's a very difficult thing to go through. But the biggest, the, the biggest, the biggest piece of advice I can say, take out of it is to you know, evaluate the situation. What, what can you take out of that? What can you learn from those experiences? Okay, now what can I, how can I use those experiences to move on to the next stage, whether that's a new team, a new career, yeah. whatever it is. Perfect. And, and so, obviously, being, um, being in such a competitive environment, I'm sure you've seen some of the best mindsets in, in terms of players. Uh, and I'll, I'll be interested, we'll, talk, we'll touch on a little bit uh, on the business side as well. But um, in terms of when you were seeing some of the players that have made it, that are now playing in the Premier League, playing in the best league, you know, in the world. Um, what were they doing at the time? Were they doing anything different to you? Were they doing anything different to everyone else? Or, or what do you think makes the best the very best? Uh, I think that they're, they're switched on, always switched on. Um, they have that selfish nature to them. You know, especially in, in, in football, you've got to have that little selfish nature to say, I'm, I'm going to make it. All right. Um, 
And also, you know, this what, what I recommend now is for every player, every young player, is don't take any training session, don't take any game, don't take any weight room session for granted. Like, none, none of it. Don't take any of it. Because, you know, there, there's always someone doing more than you. I was taught that from a young age. There's always someone doing more than you. No, no, no matter how much you think you're doing, no matter how much you think you're switched on, there's someone on a different level to you. All right? Um, and what I see, you know, I see this as well, right? You, you, you've got two people. You've got one person that, that you know what? I want to commit to everything. I want to stick to it. I'm, I'm going for it. And then this person comes along and hears about this. And it, they, they either do one or two things, right? They, they come up here and they join that person. All right? They, they get higher than that person, or they try and bring that other person down to bring them back to their level, okay? So that person that's trying to go to the next level and trying to do more, okay, uh, it's up to them to, to you know, stay, stay strong in their mindset on their goals. So when someone does come along and tries to bring them down to their level because they're too scared to go up themselves, okay, you've got to be strong enough to be able to sure you stay in that. And it can be a very lonely space. It can be a really lonely time because you've got all these people around you and everyone wants to go to the next level, right? but people want to do it differently. Some people want to do it by dragging other people down or they don't want to see other people get to the next level. But the real champions and the real players and the real the people that are making it now are the ones that just knuckle down and, and they have that selfish nature to be like, you know, what, I've got to do this for myself um, and, and so on. And what I see now, you know, looking back at it, right, from what the team I was in, the, the team, the team what? The team clowns, right? The ones who are making fun, <laughs> the ones who are doing yeah. the jokes, the ones who are doing this, they never made it. You know, the ones that are making fun of people for doing extra, the ones that are, you know, locking about, playing more tricks. Look, we all love that, right? I was part of the game that I loved, that banner, <laughs> that changing room banner. But those people didn't make it, right? So, you know, it, it's having that mindset. Don't take any session for granted. And I can't stress that more. Like, I can't stress that enough with, with young players, whether you're in college, whether you're in a youth team, whatever it is, or any sport, don't take any session for granted because, wow, if I could go back and do those two years of YTS, I'd, I'd love to go back and do it. Yeah, it's crazy how uh, hindsight is is twenty twenty, isn't it? <laughs> and how you you can look back on all these experiences and you you really think you know at the time you're thinking oh yeah you've done that hard work you put it in when you you know that now you look back you haven't really done that much. Um, so let's talk about I'm really interested in in your businesses. Um, you know I, I remember sort of just flicking through uh, social media and, and seeing you and, and suddenly you've you've popped up and you've got. You know, you've got a smoothie store and, and then uh, I think it was within a year later or about a year later, you have another one. And uh, I'm really intrigued to, to see how that happened, how you um, have now, um, you know, got two stores going on, on the run. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I started, I started my, my part time business um, two, about two and a half years ago now. Um, mainly through social media and just finding a product that I loved and shared that with other people, right? It's a, you know, it's a health product, sharing it with other people. And, you know, for two and a half years, well, two, for two years or so, very part-time, um, just working on building an extra bit of income, right? So, you know, if you're watching this as well, you know, you're, what, what, something I recommend, something I learned, my mentors taught me was, you know, work, work, work full-time on your salary, all right, but part-time on your fortune. Okay, so it's the, uh, Mr. Jim Rohn said that, right? So, you know, you, you've got your job and you've got to go to a job, right? But what are you doing outside of that? What are you building on the side? Like for you right now, you're building a podcast, which is freaking awesome, right? That's great. <laughs> so you're building something on the side. What, else, what are you doing? Because we, we've noticed in 2020, right? If you don't have a second stream of income, you could be in trouble. So it's now our responsibility to have something going. And there's, there's almost zero excuses in this day and age with the technology, with the social media, with the products available, to have something else going. So I started that. I started, you know, I was working as a, I was a youth soccer coach full-time. And then in the evenings and even in the mornings before work, I was working on my part-time job, right? Which was, you know, what I'm doing now. Uh, and as I gradually built that part-time income up, at some point it's going to replace my salary, right? So that's what I did. I started very part-time, build it up, working part-time to then replace your salary. And it then enabled me to, to be able to step more away from my job and opens open commercial spots, which is what we wanted, right? So they're smoothie shots, but they're also nutrition clubs, which means people can come in, they learn about nutrition. We have fit, you know, free fitness classes, um, you know, body transformation challenges, all this great stuff. It's absolutely amazing. It's, it's amazing atmosphere. It's positive. It's a great environment. Um, and we opened, uh, so we've opened our first location on March 16th. And on March 17th was when North Carolina went into lockdown. 
So as you can imagine, <laughs> you know, it was, it was crazy. Um, it wasn't almost like, you know, and, I, and this is where I built up the mindset. It, it, I wasn't really stressed because it was almost, again, it was, all right, this has happened. Now what do we do? What's the solution? What, what's the next thing to do? It wasn't, again, the poor me victim. I put in all this work. I've done this, you know, two years has been in the making. We've been looking for this location, done all this build out. And now we, you know, the, the, they've locked us down. But we found a solution. And thankfully we were deemed as an essential business. Uh, we went to like, you know, curbside. So no one was out in the store or anything like that. It was all touch, uh, contactless. And uh, it's just amazing, right? You know, being able to serve healthy smoothies and shakes because that's what people needed at the time. Yeah. They needed good nutrition. They needed positive environments. They needed good atmospheres. They needed friendly faces. You know, so we just thought, all right, how many people can we serve? How many how many shakes can we serve to people to make them feel better um, and, and get them out of maybe a rut that they're feeling right now? And it was amazing, right? And then, what, that was March. And then four months later, we opened our second location. And this, um, and this was still during COVID. Yeah, this was in July. Just, to, just so to put that. So we opened the first one in March 2020 and the second one in July 2020. Um, Amazing. So it, it, it's who someone sent me a quote a couple of weeks ago. It's like a Winston Churchill quote. It's like, you know, the the, the find, not finding a, when there's a crisis going on and you can't find a, something good out of it. Something, don't let a good crisis go to waste. That was it. That was a Winston Churchill. Don't let a good crisis go to waste. Um, so we're in a crazy time right now, but. And, you know, what's the positive out of it, right? Maybe you get to spend more time with your family. Maybe you get to spend more time with your loved ones. Maybe you get to learn a new skill because you're at home more. Like, whatever it is, you know, use that time to, to that's what I recommend. You use that time to, to find it. Now, you know, being, and, and, and again, that, 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 you know, whatever you've got to do to be happy is different for everyone, right? It might be you, you're spending time with your family. It might be you want to earn some extra income. It might be that you want to lose weight or whatever it is. It's, it's different for everyone, but find something that's going to be able to get you a good, you know, get you, get, get you something out of a crisis. Yeah, no, that's, you know, that's amazing. And it's, it's great that you can look back on, on 2020 and go, you know what, I've, I've, I've started two, two businesses and I've kept them going as well. How, how has it been, um, you know, as this has continued now, how, how have you, um, you know, faced those challenges and what challenges have you faced? Um, yeah. I mean, of course you, you, you face the challenges of, you know, you've got to make sure everything's, you know, up to COVID standards or whatever it is. Um, though, you know, those are challenges, of course, the challenges of you've got to get people through the door, you've got to talk to people, you've got to get out of your comfort zone, you've got to put the work in um, and, and really, you know, and, and we're going to talk about later on about working on yourself, right? Working on your mindset, which is so, so important. Um, so those are obviously challenges. Again, it's all learning opportunities for me. I'm also, you know, grateful because I would say 50% of my business is online. Um, worldwide so I have business in, in in lots of different countries which is obviously you know right now being working online is, is key so very, very very fortunate for that so that's definitely you know helped it but um, you know the challenges you just gotta you gotta work on yourself every single day like I, I can't stress that that enough as well about you know don't take things for granted but if you're not working on yourself whether your mindset physical needs whatever it is if you're not working you're going to fall behind. Um, and that's, that's that mindset, mindset shift I've definitely had since being in business. So tell us, tell us uh, some of the things that you do, um, you know, you working on yourself every day. Um, what, what do you like to do? Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, it is find, find a mentor. Like I can't stress that enough. Have a mentor. I'm very grateful and fortunate in the, the business that I'm in that I have lots of mentors. Um, you know, my, 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 my closest group of friends are also, you know, keen into business and very, very, we're on the same sort of, you know, have same interests. So I'm very fortunate to be around people like that who push me. So find a good environment, okay, uh, with people that are going to help you get to the next level. Find a mentor, all right, someone that's going to teach you and, and help you and keep you accountable. Uh, maybe a, it could be a coach. Um, and when that person is trying to coach you, let them coach you. That, you know, let them coach you. If you're answering, you know, ask, ask questions, but don't, you know, don't question them. Right. Because they're trying to help you get to the next level. Right. So, you know, find that coach, be coachable. And then that's what I do as well. You know, drop my ego big time. That, that was that was obviously a tough one to do. <laughs> drop the ego so you can actually be coached. Um, so have that in, have that in your corner, those kind of people. And then what the kind of things that you can do is, you know, what are, you, what are your daily habits? All right. So one thing for me that really helped is that I, I, I stopped listening to the radio in my car when I'm driving and I switch it with a podcast. Um, an audio book or something like that. I listen to, to amazing people, um, go to events, you know, go to seminars, 
online seminars, in-person seminars, whatever it is, go to it. If you can't afford a $20 seminar, you can't afford not to go to the $20 seminar, right? I was taught that as well. If you can't afford to go to the event, it means you can't afford not to go to the event, all right? So, you know, find those events that you can go to that you can afford. So find that kind of stuff. Um, I said, read books, podcasts, work on your, 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 your physical body, right? Whatever it is, yoga, meditation, these kind of things that you can fit into your daily habits to help you stay focused and, and stay switched on mentally. But um, the, the biggest one is working on yourself. Because if, you know, Jim Rohn says, if you want things to change, you have to change, right? If you want things to get better, you have to get better, okay? It's always 100% responsibility on you. And when you learn that, and you understand that everything that happens, it, you know, every, every, the way you react to everything is on you. You almost get like a big sense of relief, right? Because you, you're not relying on other people for it. You're not relying on other people for your happiness because you can develop your happiness. You're not relying on other people to make you money because you can make, you money, make, make your own money. You know, you're not relying on, on, on teammates to keep you accountable. You can keep yourself accountable by working on yourself every single day and creating those, those daily habits. So those daily habits are great, right? Because... What happens when we don't get motivated? We, we stop, right? We don't get motivated. But that's when discipline kicks in. So let's say two people, right? Both get the same amount of motivation, but then the motivation stops. One person's got discipline, one person doesn't have discipline. The one that has discipline is the one that's going to carry on when the motivation stops. So that, that's really key is developing those, those daily habits. Um, so, and one other thing that I do as well, I have a cold shower every morning. Cold shower. Yeah, yeah that's one of my go-to, Sam. Like, it's, it's like... It's more of the fact that I know when I was, once I've had my cold shower in the morning, I've accomplished something already for the day. Yeah, like, I, yeah. I heard um, Tony Robbins. He, he doesn't he jump into like a cold pool of water or something every morning. Like yeah, it's he freezing. Does his cold plunge. Yeah, he does his cold plunge every morning. Uh, so how, how how long have you been doing that? I started that about a year ago. I started like just doing a thirty day challenge, and it just built on from there. So. Okay. I started at the same sort of time that I, I stopped alcohol as well, like just, just under a year ago. Just started it as like a 30-day challenge. And again, those daily habits just built into Continued. lifestyle changes. So you, you've completely stopped drinking alcohol now? I, yeah. I have, well, like I said, I, start, I stopped last December. Mm -hmm. It was like right beginning of December. I just stopped for like a week or so. I'd say, you know what? I, I, I just, I'm not going to try. I challenge myself. I've never been really, well, you know, I've never been a heavy drinker, but obviously during the college time, that you had your times, right? Um, and I just thought I'd go for it and felt great and thought I'll do another 30 days and then, you know, all right, do another 30 days and then just went on, went on, yeah. I'm going to do a year. So uh, <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah. So going into, uh, into college a little bit more, um, you know, you, you were very successful yourself, but also your team as well. Um, but looking back now, like, you know, when, again, we're looking back at your experiences now, what do you, do you wish that, uh, you could have known or what do you wish college players students could know right now I, I wish i knew how quick it went like really you know you are told that everyone always says it's going to go like that and <laughs> I, I really wish that i knew at that moment how quick it was going to go um so you know that was something really really important for me was to i wish i knew that now um i also wish again not taking a, a session for granted okay and I heard your podcast the other day about, you know, about your drinking culture, right? And, and you know, it wipes you out for two or three days after. It's like, looking back, it's like, I couldn't afford to waste those days hung yeah. over. You know, obviously your time, your nights out were great and everything like that. And, you know, but looking back at it, I was like, why didn't I not just, you know, put a little bit more, a little bit more work in on those days off? Like, why didn't I just do that? And, you know, again, and again, it's, not, it's no one's fault but, 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 but myself and, and that kind of thing, right? So I would recommend to those college players just, Give it everything you got every single day for those four years and see where it takes you. Um, and I think the most important point there is every single day, right? It's it's not just whenever you have a bit of motivation. It's not just every now and then, like, I'm going to work. This is now I'm going to work my hardest. It's just doing that little bit every single day. Every day. You have to have that, um, you know, make sure you can't have someone having to tell you. I think that's the thing. You can't expect... It can't be the coach expecting you to, you can't have the coach expecting you to say every day you've got to work hard. You've got to have that discipline yourself. You've got to develop that discipline. Um, and yeah, it might not fulfill you with soccer, but it's going to correlate into something else in your life. Right? It's, going to, it's going to move on to whether you go into business, whether you go into whatever job you're going into. That hard work and that, 
those skills that you develop there are going to help you somewhere else later on in life for sure yeah um so james why do you why do you do what you do today i love you know i i love being able to work with people daily um i've always looked for an opportunity to to provide a bit of freedom for me you know i don't I've never really been interested in having a boss. I don't, I don't like that. It's just that's personal preference, right? You know, I just don't want to be, you know, that's not my goal. I know some people might have goals that they want to, you know, work their nine to five and have their weekends off and four weeks. That, that's fine, right? That, that's, their, that's their preference. That's what makes them happy. It wasn't for me. I wanted something where I could be my own boss, be around the people that I wanted to be around and, you know, take time when I want to take time. So that's why I, I love what I do. Um, but I also love what I do because there's so much room for growth. Um, there's so much room for the next level. You know, I got a hit promotion a couple, uh, a couple of months ago in our business or hit a next level. And, you know, that, that felt good for I was, uh, 10 minutes. But I was like, okay, what's next? What's the next one to do? Because what makes me happy is progress. That's, that's, for me, that's the key to happiness is progress, is what's next. It's not necessarily, you know, the prize at the end of it. It's who you're becoming during that time to get that prize. That, that's, the, that's the main prize. And that's why I love about what I do is, yes, there's a goal, but who am I becoming during that time as I get to the goal? Now, when I get to the goal, I've got that, but I've also developed into a person I can be proud of, right? A person I can impact and help and mentor other people, hopefully. I love that it grooms me into a leader. You know what I get to do? I get to be around people every day and you know, building my team and my organization is amazing, you know, we're in the shop a couple of weeks ago, it's, we got our team in there, just absolutely incredible. And I got to go in there and I got to say, what can I do to help? You know, which was just the best. Not going in there and say, you do this, you do that, you do that. I got to go in and be like, guys, what do you need me to do? Like, where, where do you need yeah. me? What can I do? And when you find people like that, when you find people that can do those kind of things about you, that's when you know you've got a good team and you've got to look after those people. You've got to keep them happy and you've got to, you know, you know really love on them and praise them. Again, it gives me that opportunity to be able to, to be like that. And um, I just I just love doing what I do because I, I, I enjoy seeing other people win. I, I've developed that 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 habit of I love seeing other people win, whether that's you know lose 10 pounds or get promoted or you know help their mum and dad get healthier, whatever it is. I, I I just enjoy that so much. And my biggest one of my biggest tips for people right now is if they're not getting to where they want to be in life, if things aren't going right, if, if they're you know, they're not, they're waiting for that break. Be a cheerleader, right? You know, celebrate other people's success, you know, cheer that, cheer that person on, you know, you know, don't bring them down. It's so easy to go online, you know, type a negative comment or say this, say that, like, just congratulate people, celebrate people's success. Cause I, I, I truly believe that'll come back around later on. And, you know, that's what I love about what I do again is I get to be around celebrations and, and, uh, and, and it's great. Uh, that's amazing. Um, and so, you, you you touched on earlier, um, you know, with your mentors, you have mentors. How do you how did you find those mentors? You know, if, if for, for some for some of our audience who might be in college or, um, you know, is it is it literally just people that you know? Is it uh, if if I want to get experiences from someone older, how do you go about you know doing that? It's always for me. It's what can I do to help that person? Right. So instead of going into a situation to be like, I just want to get as much out of this as possible for myself. What value can you bring to that person himself? Right. Maybe you're, maybe you're a young player. You want to get into coaching. Okay. Ask the coach or another coach, whatever it is. Do you mind if I study your session, I'll pick up your cones or go and clean the pennies or I'll clean the soccer balls or whatever it is, right. Find something that you're going to bring value to someone else. So that's my first tip is what can you do for someone before you take from them? So don't be take, 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 can't stand that. I can't stand people who just take, 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 take. Give, 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 and then you're going to get something back in return. Okay? So find out what value you can, you can bring to people. You know, find someone who you, who you can bring value to them. Ask to shadow them. You know, again, this, I'm looking at coaches right now, people are looking to get into coaching. Um, quite often, guys, if someone, you know, if a coach it, or someone says, you know, how can I help you? Nine times out of 10, they're going to give you something. Right? They're, going to, they're going to give you something. If they don't, they're probably not the person you want to learn. Okay, so you, you, it's a win-win. You don't want to learn off someone that's not going to help you out anyway. So, you know, for me as well, it was, I was in the business I'm in. There's lots of successful people who want to help people. So I'm very fortunate about that. You know, I have family as well who are, um, who are successful in the business. And, they, and my, my, she, she, my sister, she mentors me. Um, 
you know, have maybe a friend, maybe a friend, have a friend that's been, that's done something that you want. So you've got to find people that have what you want and ask what value you can give to them first and never take advice of someone you wouldn't trade places with as well. Okay. So you've got to be careful who you, who you ask and who you speak to and who you want to get that mentorship from. But again, what value can you give to someone to then ask for help and help back? Oh, that's brilliant. Um, so James, obviously I've, I've been able to uh, watch you grow uh, just from knowing you when you were coaching me and then uh, also to what you've become. And I remember there was uh, one time I was taking a coaching course and me and another coach came up and we stayed at yours, um, you know, for, for the week. And I remember just observing you and just seeing how hard you worked and constantly on the go. And you were, you were very inspiring, you know, it was, it was very different uh, to the current um, sort of day to day I was living at the time. And so what do you do uh, in your downtime? Do you relax? Do you feel like you're stressed? Do you not, you know, is it, is it ever too much? Yeah, I mean, I am a really busy person and people that know me know I'm a, I'm, I'm a busy bee like that. I'm always on the go. And it is, um, it's one of my, my, my faults that I don't take a step back enough and just, and just relax, right? So, but I have to say in the last couple of weeks, I have got, I have got better at it. You know, Jess has been on me. To, she, she's very good at making sure I, I step back. And again, it's who you're around, right? The people you're around. So she's great at being able to take, make me step back, turn the laptop off at a certain time. You know, do you need a certain amount of hours sleep tonight? What is it that you need to do? So very, very important that, 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 you get, that we do that, right? Um, one way I like to switch off myself is I'll, I'll go to a soccer game and watch. I'll go and watch any, any game. You know, I'll go and watch a local college. I'll go and watch a local non-league, whatever it is. I like going to watch a game. For me, that's a good way to just switch off. Um, a workout, I think a working out is a great way to, to switch off as well. That, to me, that, that, that's a, a good stress release. Um, your diet is so, so important. I can't stress that much. Again, you know, work harder on yourself than you do on your job, right? That's one thing I can really advise. And again, that's a Jim Rohn quote. Work harder on yourself than you do on your job and you'll see results. So what I mean by that is, you know, working hard on your, your lifestyle, your diet, on your stress management, on your, your mindset, on your skills, on your people skills. You know, what are those things that you can work on to help you not only develop, but also being, having the chance to, you know, step back and re recuperate. So meditation is something I love doing. Cold showers it allows me to recover a little bit. Um, yoga, those are good good things that I do. I don't do enough yoga. Right? I wish I did more. Um, but those kind of activities are, are ways for me to just switch off, set back uh, a little bit of Netflix here and there, of course, as well. Yeah, no, it's it's. I find it very interesting, and even for myself, um, I feel like there's times where yeah, I'm, I I want to go, I want to keep going, I want to keep working on these all these different things, and you know, it can, it can sometimes get quite stressful, can't it? And um, I feel like a lot of our listeners uh, might be that way as well. Um, but I wanted to see, like, go back to the time where you said you were at Brighton and you were, you were earning 60 pounds, you know, a week, but you said it was probably the best two years. It was, you know, really good fun. So is that, you know, is it finding that balance? Uh, does, does that money matter? Like, do you, do you know what I mean? Is it, uh, are you doing too much or are you, are you not doing too much or um, back at back at Brighton where you, you probably wasn't working on yourself as much, but you were having, you know, the time of your life. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's easy when you're 16, right? You're 16 years old. <laughs> great anyway. Um, but yeah, you've got to have that, that, that balance. I believe you have to have that balance. Something that I'm learning as I go is, is finding that, that balance of, you know, work lifestyle as well. Um, and and at the end of the day, it, it's, it's all about your goals and whether your actions are in line with your goals. So if you have a goal that you, and you want to reach it by a certain time, then you might be go, 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 right? If you act, your action has to be aligned with that. If, if your goals, you know, you set your goals, it's allowed you to have a little bit off time, then that's okay. But you just have to, I, to be honest, you just have to be honest with yourself. And you have to be honest with like, okay, is what I'm doing right now going to help me get closer to my goal or not? Um, and whether that means, you know, sometimes that might mean you need to step back for a, a half an hour and, and just relax for a little bit, right? Maybe that means you do have to go, go, go. So it's just finding that balance of are your actions aligned with your goals? Um, and, you know, going back to the, the having 60 pound a week was, was great because it's just, there was no worries. It was just, I was just there to play football. Again, you're 16, 17 years old. That's all you're, that's all you're there to do. You play football, yeah. quit the locker rooms, go home and, and do what you got to do. So 
that's why at that point, that's why it was the time of my life for me. <laughs> and and so, you know, James, is you've had such a good career. I, I look at it and I reflect on it and I, I think it's amazing what you've achieved and, and uh, I've been able to see, you know, in the background uh, what you've done to, to get there. So, and, and how old are you right now? 28. 28. I, I think that's going to surprise a lot of listeners, you know, when, when they're listening that, uh, all that you've gone through and all that you've achieved right now and you're 28 years old. Um, so what, what does the, uh, the future hold for, for James? What, do, what, what have you got sort of, um, you know, within five years, 10 years, do you, do you set goals like that or not? Do you try and more focus on the, on the current situation? Yeah, no, I definitely set, set long-term goals. Um, you know, I think people, you know, you, you've got to have those long-term, but also the short-term goals. Um, so in regards to, you know, we want 10 locations, you know, we're at two right now, we're, we're working on a third, we want 10 locations, we want, um, I want team across, I want to, I want to, I want to be, have an organization in, in, in 20 countries, right? we're at about 10 countries right now, um, uh, and just, you know, those long-term goals, they, goals can change, right, they vary, you know, especially um, depending what you're doing, right, and, 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 and circumstances change, Um but, you know, it, it's just, for me, it's just progress. It's always what's next. What is next? How can I get to the next level? And it's not the fact that I'm just like, it's not like being selfish, like you want more and more and more. It's just the fact I want to get, I want to improve. I want to develop. I want to get better every single day. I want to, I just always want to constantly improve. Like you look at like, a, like you look at like Ronaldo, right? He's just, he's just a machine. Like he, he, he's, he's, he's won everything. Apart from the World Cup, right? He's won everything. He doesn't need anything else. But he knows that what keeps him going, what keeps him, you know, alive is the motive and is the, the daily habits and the, the progress every single day to get better. And, you know, those kind of people just, uh, to me, are just inspiring because they're never content, you know, never content. I was taught from a, uh, one of my coaches that I worked with, really fortunate to work with some amazing coaches, never get too high, never get too low. I think that's really, really important because you just stay at level head, stay level headed, stay humble um, is, 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 is key in, in, in achieving, trying to achieve anything. Right. So, you set those goals, but never never get too high when you reach it and never get too low when you don't reach it. And you have to be okay with failing. I think too much nowadays is like people want instant gratification, right? They want they want it now. They set a goal and they want to, they want to achieve it now. I'm like, no, like you got to work for it. You know, you can't just, because you, you get Amazon, right? You can order something that gets there the next day. People, they want, it's, it's dangerous. They want it right now. So... We're going, we're going to be, I think we've got to be careful. We're going in a direction where people are going to college, right? And they're getting everything right now. They want it all. And then they come out and go to the real world and they don't, they don't get everything what they want. They don't get it their, their way, right? So we've got to be able to teach people that you, if you have a goal, you've got to work for it. You know, set those goals that put you into action and, and, and get into it. And it's never great at first, right? Whatever you do, come up with something new. It's never great at first, you know? When, I, when we started our business, I, I, I was running free workouts in a park, wet, cold, uh, muddy, you know, sometimes no one showed up, um, sometimes four people showed up, sometimes 10, sometimes, you know, some, at first it was terrible. It, it looked, you know, we had like a whiteboard and that was it. We had like a grubby, it was just, this wasn't good, right? But you have to start, you have to do something. I'm sure after you've done a hundred podcasts, Sam, you're going to look back on your that podcast number one, you'd be like, oh, what was I doing? Yeah, I've done, right? I've done, I've done six, and I'm already reflecting on the first one, going, why did I do it in an airport? <laughs> exactly, right? You look back, you're like, what was I thinking? But you have to start. There's never a perfect moment. There was never a perfect moment for you to start a podcast. You just got to do it. You're never ready. You know, I, 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 step, I, I, I didn't start business for four years because, you know, possibly I wasn't ready. Right? No, I just didn't make the decision to do it. That, that, the being, re being ready doesn't have nothing to do with it. It's just whether you make the decision to do it or not. And that's what I'm very careful with now with who I work with. It's not my job to convince someone that they're ready. I have to just, if you want to work with me, let's do it. Let's go. Right? And we'll put, it, put, the, put the work in because the, no, being ready is, 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 is doesn't exist. And that goes back to the belief system that we talked about earlier. And I love Tony, Rob, Tony Robbins' um, uh, cycle of belief it's just incredible don't know if you've seen it you know there's, there's four boxes right that talk, work out human needs so you've got potential in one box and you've got um action and then results and then belief right so everyone's got potential okay everyone's got potential whether you tap into the potential or not every human being has potential if you tap into potential you're gonna you're gonna take some action okay you're gonna take a little bit of that you take some action when you take action you get results 
And then when you get results, depending on those results, it's going to determine your belief. Whether I'm like, oh, wasn't going to, knew it wasn't going to work, or wow, this is good. But it all starts, you know, if you're going to change one of them, you've got to change your belief. So you have to start, you have to start teaching your mind and training your mind to believing that you're good enough for something or you can do something. Because when you have that strong belief where you know that I have to make this work no matter what, that's why, right? We see so many, I always go back to athletes or people in business. So many people in, like the successful people in business come from nothing. They come from a zero. And then you look at some footballers, they come, the, the, some of the top players come from nothing. Like, you know, poverty or, you know, low income backgrounds or whatever it is, the same with business. But their belief system is so strong because they had to make it work because that was the only choice. So when they have that strong belief action that, yes, in my head, I've already achieved it. I already know what to do. They're going to tap into a lot of potential. When you tap into a lot of potential, you take big action. And then when you take big action, you get big results. And then when you get big results, you go, oh, yeah, I can do this. And I keep going around and going again, round and round again. But on the flip side, if you don't believe in it, you don't tap into potential, you then take small, lousy action, you then get low results. And then when you get low results, you tell your mind says, look, I told you it wasn't going to work. And then it goes round again. And it's a cycle, it's a cycle, it's a cycle. So you have to have the belief structure and the belief system at first that what you're going to do is going to work. And you've got to, and you're going to make it work. So right? with, um, you know, with belief and sort of having that self-confidence, you know, I, I think a lot of people today get worried about other people's opinions right and uh that that plays such a big influence on on your self-belief and they get worried about everyone else and i remember um you know even for yourself uh when you when you you were working on your part-time business you you wasn't worried about everyone else you were you were really uh diligent in getting your voice out there going to new people speaking to new people you, you weren't scared about other people's opinions when did you when did you sort of overcome that because i feel like that everyone has to overcome that at some stage i think is when i realized that like it, it just didn't matter like, it just doesn't matter what, what people's opinion you know people opinions they're not going to pay your bills right they're not going to help your happiness so it, it doesn't matter and their opinion of you has nothing to do with you so don't worry about it um you know, who, who cares? You know, who cares? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like, you know, I look back at my first Instagram post. Yeah, it's probably terrible. The first time I was doing Instagram stories, it was terrible. Like, and, and, and whatever, right? I just, you just have to start. And, you know, you're going to get, you can get people that don't agree with you. That's fine. Like, that's fine. But you just take their feedback, thank them for the feedback and move on to the next one. Like you, you do. And, and I think, I think another reason why people don't start and don't tap into enough potential is because, you know, I, I'm a big believer in social media. I think it's great. I think I think it's fantastic that we have so many resources. But also on the other side of it, it's like if you don't have, you know, if you're scared about not starting because you're worried how it's not it's not going to look good on social media, then you just you're in trouble straight away. You know, don't be afraid to start and don't don't be afraid to put something out there that you might not think is great, but you, at some point you just got to do it anyway because otherwise you won't ever do it. You won't put it out there, and people are more concerned about how it looks then how much you know results you're actually getting because you can put anything out there you know and if, you know you, yeah. you, you've just got to be you just be authentic just be your own authentic self that's what i'm doing today with you that's literally this is me talking i'm just being my exact my, myself and um you know you just just got to got to go for it but i think yeah people do worry about what people think and oh you're doing that and, and you know you know you, i've seen this as well right you know you got someone that's really excited about it. they've heard about not they've heard about something that they want to do they, they're really excited they've come up with an amazing idea they're, they're ready to go they've got so much excitement and they go to their friend their first person they tell them about it and that person will say oh that's never gonna work you're stupid doing that and they're like okay yeah i'll, I'll stop i won't do that <laughs> like like no like that don't you've got to go to the next person go to the next person if your goal is to you know maybe a lot of people start business because they want to help people right if your goal is to help people You've got to go. You've got to, you've got to put yourself in uncomfortable situations. If you quit after the first no, then you're not helping anyone. You've got to go to the next person. You've got to really develop that strength. So you've got to you, you have that long-term goal, have those mentors. You're going to have people that don't agree with you. You're going to have people that put you down because, like I said earlier, you're, you're either, you know, there's energy givers or there's energy suckers, right? Some people are giving out energy or some people are just draining energy from other people because they need it themselves. They're draining it. So someone sees someone get ahead of them, they're like, oh, they're getting quite far ahead of me now. I need to go out there. I need to bring them back down a little bit, drag them down a bit so they don't agree with what you're doing, right? So it's just a way of doing things. So 
Find the people that are not going to do that. I'm very grateful, fortunate to have a, a fantastic group of mates that just, you know, really push each other and, uh, and, and go for it. And, and, and if sometimes, guys, you've got to have those, those tough decisions that if those people aren't helping you get to what you want to do, they're not really your friend. Like, I, I hate to say it, but if, if, if you have a goal and, and your group aren't helping you get to that goal, they're not your group. Simple as that. Like, I don't know how people want to say that or not, but that's my thing. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's inspiring. It really is. Um... So, you know, to sort of end off, uh, sort of one, one last question I had is, what's something that, that people don't know about, about you, about James? Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm a very, you know, people, I'm, I'm very joking, especially when there's like Jess and I, I'm very like silly, like I'm, that's just me, I'm stupid sometimes, <laughs> right? Especially with Jess. Um, for me, like family is everything. I think that that's so key. Family is everything that's, that's why I do things. I, I want to, I like, I enjoy that. I get to work with my family and um, you know, when I get to spend time with my family, that that's everything. That's, that's the most important thing to me. People don't know that I'm not that, 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 that is. Um, and I enjoy, I enjoy bringing people with me. Like I enjoy setting a goal and you know, there's a, I feel like there's a power of something, right? When instead of saying, I'm going to do this, when someone says, let's do this, or we're going to do this, I think that that takes it up to the next level. So one thing that people might don't maybe don't know about me is that I love to do things as a group. I love to bring people with me. You know, I was fortunate as well to coach a fantastic group of players with you, um, a, a, a group of champ like champions, just real real winners, and being able to work with players like that, where they take things responsible, they take you know they they grasp things, it is great. So you know that's one thing that I, fun, fun thing people maybe don't know about me is that I, I love being part of a team. I love growing as a team. I love seeing other people win, um, whether that's in my business, whether that's outside my business, I'm just rooting for you, mate. Like, I, I just, I just feel like that's the best way to be. Like there's so much negativity in the world. Yeah. There's so much, you know, people bring each other down, like just support each other. Like at the end of the day, just help each other out. We're all here. Let's all just get better. Let's all improve each other's lives. And, um, and, and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. I think we'll leave it at that for the podcast as well. I think that's, uh, that's, that's quality, honestly. And, um, no, I really appreciate your time with this. And I think, uh, I think it's really going to inspire a lot of people, this message and, and really getting to know you. How, if people did want to reach out to you, if people wanted to follow you, how, you know, what, what should we be looking at? What should we, uh, what's your name? Yeah, my Instagram is probably the best place to go to Instagram. It's just at James underscore smudge. There you go. Something didn't know about me. Well, people <laughs> don't know me by smudge or smudger. Um, so that's, you know, that's my Instagram. If anyone ever wants to reach out, got questions, like feel free um and uh yeah i appreciate you having me on perfect well thank you very much and um yeah it'll be it'll be great one day getting you back on maybe in a in a year or two when you've you've got 10 uh 10 clubs going and and we can reflect on this again but um thank you very much and and guys i'm, I'm really excited about future podcasts that we have i've got more interviews lined up and um really really excited to spread more positive messages to everyone